Welcome to the Kashrut Recording Series. Today's class will focus on the halachas of foods in the hands of a non-Jew. Today's class is dedicated to Yuli Nishmas Yitzchak Alta Olav Hashom Ben Avraham. In Shulchan Aruch Yeridea Simen Kuf Yudches, it brings down the halachas about foods that are sent or that are entrusted into the hands of a non-Jew. Generally speaking, foods that are sent or entrusted to, into the hands of a non-Jew require a seal, or in some cases, two seals, to ensure that the product was not exchanged for something else that would be not kosher. Products that are deraisa from the Torah in nature require two seals. Examples of this are meat, chicken, or fish without skin, so that do not have the fins and scale simanim. Pesach food that can be switched for chametz, etc., require two seals, as well as wine, because everybody likes wine, so there's more, there's more of a concern about somebody switching out the wine. With regards to cooked wine, or milk, cheese, and oil, it's enough to have one seal. Those require a seal, because those are rabbinic in nature. Um, there's also a halachic opinion that says that the reason for two seals is based on the fact that the product is expensive, and therefore the non will come to exchange it for an inferior product for the, in order to be able to, to profit on that. So with regards to an expensive product, you need to have two seals. With regards to a less expensive product, you, you, one seal is required. Now, a seal in halacha is also designed to make it difficult to tamper with the food. Not impossible, difficult, but difficult to, to the degree where we say that the non-Jew would not bother tampering with the product. And this, this is where you get to the need of, of properly sealing foods that we just mentioned. Now, in the same simon in Kuf Yud Ches, in the, in the first sif, the Ramah brings down a halacha about a Yisrael Choshed, an unreliable Yid. The din is, the halacha is that by a Jew who's not reliable, does not keep kosher, there's more of a concern about them actually switching out the food to make profit than there is by a non-Jew, because a, a non-religious Jew will say to themselves, oh, I'm Jewish, they're going to rely upon me, therefore I can play around and no one's going to catch me, no one's going to suspect me. So therefore we have to be even more concerned. Whereas by a non-Jew, they know that they cannot be relied upon with the laws of kosher because they don't have to keep kosher. Therefore, one seal is enough, according to this opinion. Lechatchila, we don't rely on this opinion to say that one seal is enough by a non-Jew, even by Doraisa, or by expensive products. But Bidiyevet, after the fact, we can rely upon it, as the Ramah brings down, one simon is enough Bidiyevet. After the fact. There's also a halacha of tviyas ayin, which means recognizing the food. If a from person can recognize the food based on how it's cooked or its shape, if it has a unique shape, then that, that takes care of the requirement for a seal. And it, and it avoids any concerns. Because since the food has a certain kind of a shape or a taste profile to it, it already has a discerning factor. It has like almost like a built-in seal to it. Whereas in contrast to raw chicken or raw meat, generally looks the same as non-kosher raw chicken or raw meat and would be a problem if it's not properly sealed. Now, products that there is no price differential between kosher certified and non-kosher certified, then certainly but there's no need to have them sealed. So examples of this would be, let's say, kosher certified ketchup versus non-kosher certified ketchup. There's no real price difference on the market between these two products. And the same would be, let's say, regular mustard that's kosher certified and regular mustard that's not kosher certified. Dijon mustard would require a simon kashas because it contains cooked wine. And as I said earlier, that requires one seal.
There's also a halacha with regards to depositing one's vessels of cookware, utensils in the hands of a non-Jew. It's required to send it to them with a simon to make sure that when you're getting back your utensils, that you're getting back the utensils that you actually deposited. So for example, if you send out your knife to be sharpened, make sure the knife has some sort of a a sign or a simon on it, etch something on it or paint something on it to be sure you're getting back the utensil, the knife that you sent out. Now we're going to discuss the halachas about a goya in the house. I'll preface this by going over a brief review, a very brief review of the halachas of Bishal Akum. There's a halacha which we covered at length at other recordings on the subject of Bishal Akum, foods cooked by a non-Jew, foods that are of a royal nature and that cannot be eaten raw, for example, meat, fish, potatoes, eggs, chicken, and the like, need to be cooked with the participation of a Jew. So if one has a non-Jew in the house, and they're there the entire day themselves, without a Jew coming and going, and they're going to start cooking in the house, it's going to bring to Bishalakim, which is forbidden, to Nisadar Abonan. And the food would then become not kosher, and also, in most cases, we would also have to kosher the vessels in such a case. In addition, there's also a concern that a non-Jew could mix up fleshiks and milchiks and create a problem of Bas B'chalav, which could be an Isidar Raisa, an even worse of a, of, a, of a scenario. So therefore, based on this, we have to be careful not to leave a Goya in the house um, for an extended period of time without proper supervision. So, generally speaking, there's a concept known as Yetzav V'Nichnas. Yetzav V'Nichnas means there is a Jew, a religious Jew, a from person is coming and going in the house. There's a sense of presence. So to establish a sense of presence, um, first of all, I want to just share a vart I heard with Yetzav V'Nichnas to go out and come in. So the question was asked, why is it safe to go out and come in? You first have to go into a house to be able to go out of the house. So it should be nichnas ve So the answer is that yoytzeh v'nichnas, the whole idea is that you want to have yoytzeh. As soon as you go out, that the non-Jew should feel like v'nichnas, you're going to be able to come back in at any moment, that your presence is felt. Generally speaking, between 18 and 24 minutes is a shear, is the amount of yoytzeh v'nichnas. It could be a little bit longer than that also, as long as the Goya does not know your schedule, it's also very important that if you have a Goya in the house that you feed the Goya lunch, that they shouldn't come to make their own food or certainly should not bring in their own food into your house. If you have a child at home, they're above the age of nine and have reasonable intelligence. They can also serve as a deterrent factor to make sure the non is not going to do something they're not allowed to. You have to give the child instructions and follow up with the child accordingly. A camera system also helps if you have a camera system in your kitchen to make sure that there was no cooking going on when they're not supposed to. As long as the Goya knows that there's a camera system, they can see that. In conjunction with the fact that you're coming and going um, is a proper thing to do, is acceptable. Um, and we also have to make sure that um, that, that there's a proper Yoytzev Nichnas and the Nanju does not know our schedule. So for example, if we're leaving the house let's say for a little bit of time, we don't say we're going to be back an X amount of time, we just leave the house, and we oversee things, as I said earlier, you make sure that they have their food, and you make sure that there's a, you know, a proper camera system in place, and a proper frequency of a Jew coming in and out, an oversight, and then things are done in a proper way, according to halacha. Thank you.